Blog Talk Radio.
Hey, this is Patrick Sanders from Prayer International. It's uh, October 27th, 2013, and tonight we're going to be talking about speaking to your mountain. And I was at a church service this afternoon, and as the song was playing that uh, talks about the Spirit of the Lord raining down, and I know that there is going to be a move of God and um, God's oneness to paddle into it, just like getting on a surfboard and going out into the waves. There's going to be waves of God's anointing that are going to be visiting the earth before Christ comes back physically. He's going to come back spiritually in his glory. And there's going to be waves of the spirit that are coming. But the problem is that the devil also knows that and he's going to uh, he's raising up mountains to try and thwart you, to try and keep you from paddling out and getting caught in the wave of the Lord's glory that's going to come and hit the earth. There are uh, pockets and areas where God is bow, causing the heavens to bow, and it's already starting to rain his spirit. And there's a stirring in the body of Christ here and there. And the that's God's plan. And the enemy has his plan of causing uh, hurt in your life, causing offense, causing problems, causing distractions, that these are the mountains that God desires us to speak to. He's put his word in our mouth, and he's given us the word, but it's up to us to be able to speak his word against the mountains. And it talks about how uh, there's a seed that's planted in soil, but there's thorns that come against it to try and choke it out. It says, uh, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But uh, others fell on good ground and sprang up and bear forth fruit a hundredfold. And God wants you to bear fruit, but there's thorns that want to spring up right in front of you like a mountain to block the Lord's glory to block his waves of, of refreshing that is coming to the earth. And we have to arm ourselves with the power of his spirit, with the power of his word. And so, Father, right now we just give you praise uh, tonight. And we give you thanks that, Lord, you're going to bring waves of your glory. You're going to bring waves of your presence. And even as the enemy seeks to thwart that in our lives, Lord, that you're raising up the word of God in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, that, Lord, we just accept and receive the seed of your Holy Word planted in our hearts, Lord, that you desire us to open our mouths to and to speak to our mountains like lightning coming out of our mouths to strike and destroy that which would seek to block your glory, that which would seek to block the light of your Spirit shining unto us. So, Father, I just give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And uh, if anyone wants to call in on this live broadcast here on uh, October 27th, there's a number on your screen. It's 619-638-8458. And you can call in, and I'll pray for you off the air uh, when we're, we've got a worship song playing, if you have any prayer requests. But uh, our first scripture is going to be from Isaiah 40, verse 3. It says, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. 
every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord is thinking about Esau and Jacob. Jacob uh, had uh, the inheritance. Uh, he, he got the inheritance from Esau. Esau lost his, his birthright being the firstborn. He lost his birthright uh, to Jacob. And the reason why he did that is because he was out hunting in a field and he was about to die of a thirst or so he thought. And he said to Jacob, give me something to eat. And Jacob said, what do you got? He, you know, give me your birthright. He says, you know, Esau says, okay, I'll give you my birthright. What, what does it matter? I'm about to die. And so Esau despised his birthright and he lost what God had given to him, to, to Jacob, to somebody else. And we've been given a birthright, and, but there's um, thorns of offense that tend to spring up within us to cause us to be offended with God, to be offended with how our life is going, to be offended with other people. And if we allow these thorns to grow within us, they grow to the size of a mountain till one day we walk away from our birthright and God is bringing those waves of glory down. And so if you're beginning to get offended with God or offended with your life or just uh, apathetic towards the things of God, uh, you might want to take note of that because the work of the enemy is to push us away because he knows the move of God is coming. And the word of God spoken against these mountains of fence of thorns rising and springing up within us is the key. Is It's the way out uh, so that we do not stay offended and give up our birthrights to, uh, it can be apathy, to distractions, to cares of this world, to all those thorns that seek to spring up within ourselves to cloud the sun of light, the sun of glory shining unto us. God's given us a great future but the problem is he, he doesn't often give us the drive-through. He'll make us walk the journey, the long journey. And um, along the journey, we can get impatient and just sort of be like Esau and say, well, you know, uh, maybe it's just not my thing or I'm not, it's not working for me, so I'm just going to sort of be cold to my birthright. I'm going to just sort of put it away from me and uh, be more interested in work, be more interested in relationships or entertainment or whatever that might be. But God wants us to speak to those things, to those voices within ourselves. It says in Isaiah 43, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. My question to you is, is are you in a wilderness? And if you're not in the wilderness now, just hold on, because uh, it tends to go into a wilderness going in and out of dry seasons of the Lord. It says, the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. This is God crying to you in the midst of your wilderness situation. And he says unto you, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now that's a really hard thing right there because if you've got a mountain 
of oppression on your life, if you've got a mountain of unanswered prayer and you're beginning to get offended at God, you're beginning to get, getting to get offended at this faith walk because you've got this mountain of unanswered prayer where God, you're praying and God's just not listening, it seems. You're praying and the heavens above you are brass and you feel like you're in a desert, in a wilderness. You think that God would have a, a pity on you or say, there, there, it's okay, and try and comfort you. But no, God's instruction to us in Isaiah 43 is that um, you prepare in that desert before you see an answer, before you come into the promised land, you get your mouth right with God. You get your heart right with God. You get your mind right with God. And you begin to speak and declare the sword of the Lord out of your mouth against the mountains, against those thorns that are springing up within you. And you begin to speak your future before your future manifests. You begin to speak the truth of your promise before your promise manifests. God uh, requires this of you. We can we could say that this scripture here in Isaiah 40 is a sort of like a prescription or a formula. And I hate giving good people bad news, but the bad news is is that God wants you to line up your mouth in the desert, in the wilderness, before you get to your promise. And, you know, we've been raised that our parents are were always sort of probably always having pity on us or whatever. You know, typically in the older generations in our great-grandparents' day, uh, they were more stern, and then today they're like more, oh, poor baby, uh, you know, it's going to be okay. But, you know, God doesn't give us the old poor baby while we're in the desert. And you can cry all you want, and you can whine all you want, and say, God, it's not fair all you want, but God is not really going to move in your life until you line up your mouth with his word. You've got to get your heart right, your attitude right, your focus right, your ears and your eyes beholding what God is doing and getting your mind right before you have the breakthrough. So the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. God's waiting on you. You prepare. You prepare the way of the Lord. Well, how do I do that? Well, it's like your mouth is a, a landing strip. God is up there in a holding pattern, and he's waiting on you to speak the truth over your situation. He's waiting for you to uh, thrust the sword into the darkness that uh, might be oppressing you, to speak that sword while you're still in the midst of that desert and that wilderness, before the day breaks, while you're still in darkness, he wants you to say something that is his truth. When it, when everything you're feeling, when everything you're seeing, when everything you're experiencing is the absolute opposite of what uh, God's word says, you speak that word because that word is going to manifest before you a future you're laying down, you're building that landing strip by building up your faith, by building up your confession, your decree. You're you're creating a landing strip, and the Lord who's in that plane is going to come out of that holding pattern, and he's going to land on that faith that you're preparing for him. 
Prepare ye the way the Lord makes straight in the desert a highway or a landing strip for our God because we're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us. On to verse 4. It says, uh, Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. What's all that about? That's saying there's going to be help. There's going to be justice. Every mountain and every hill that's in your life, God wants to pull that down. The mountains of oppression, the hills of uh, darkness, God wants to level those things. He wants to make what's wrong right. He wants there to be help for you where there is no help. And God's saying, don't worry about that. I'm going to make those rough places, those crooked places in your life, I'm going to make those things straight. Because everything that the devil has done against you God has seen it and he has marked it and he's marked it out to come to a place of justice for that curse to be reversed on to verse 5 and it says and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed it's not going to maybe might be revealed it it is absolutely it shall be revealed Uh, it says that God hath called us by his gospel unto the obtaining of his glory, uh, even the glory of Jesus Christ. So the same glory that Christ walked in is what God has called you to. And uh, he's called us by the gospel. The gospel is hearing and believing. By faith we enter in uh, to this grace. Faith is an action. Faith is something that you do based on God's word and the easiest thing to do in obedience to to God is to get your mouth right the easiest thing to do is to get your mind right to get your confession right to get your praise on and to steamroller the devil with the word of God and to thrust that sword that lightning bolt into the darkness and uh, command the darkness to be made light before you And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Think about that. God created the heavens and the earth by his word. And God has encapsulated uh, graciously his word in a book called the Bible. And he has given you a mouth. He's given you a tongue. He's given you a mind and a heart. And he has deputized you and says, says, now you go get the devil. See, the devil has been defeated by Christ and he's been stomped on and now he wants you to take his word and to stomp on the devil he's wanting to deputize you for you to eradicate the darkness in your life we pray that God take the oppression and the darkness out of our life and that's good and everything and he hears that prayer but he wants us to actually grow up and to become deputies And to do that sheriff work, to do that expelling, that casting out of the devil out of our lives, he wants you to cast out the oppression. He wants you to be the bully to the devil instead of just asking him all the time to go and throttle the devil for you. He wants you to go ahead and and, uh, take that word and to beat him up yourself. It says in Jeremiah that God's word is a fire. His word is a hammer, and a hammer is something that you use continually in order to get the purpose and the work done. You've got to keep on beating that nail 
to get it in the wall. And so you've got to keep on beating the enemy over the head with the word of God. You've got to keep on hitting that darkness with that light coming out of your mouth in order to remove that mountain that is obscuring the sunlight in your life. Because Christ came that you might have life and that you might have, a, have it abundantly and be blessed. For it says that the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. God has decreed it. And uh, if, if God has decreed a thing, then it's going to be done. And so, Father, right now we just give you praise, Lord. I pray for every person hearing this message tonight, Father, that uh, the hand of God would come upon them, that, Father, whatever mountains they're facing, whatever they're surrounding, being surrounded by, Father, I thank you that you are taller and greater and higher than those mountains and what appear to be giants to us, Father, are just ants in your sight and that uh, you're able to step upon them, you're able to crush them, Father, you're able to break everything off of our lives and cause us to come into that peace and that glory you've called to, called us to. So, Father, we just give you the thanks and praise in Jesus' mighty name. And uh, if you need any prayer, just give me a call.
and we're back from the break. My name is Patrick Sanders, your host on Prayer International tonight. And um, we're talking about speaking to our mountains. The oppression that the enemy wants to put on you is something that God is giving you the cure for. And that cure is found in Genesis to Revelation. And you're able to extract by the power of the Holy Spirit swords, living swords that will come out of your mouth like lightning bolts to strike strike and to crack those mountains that oppress or obscure the sunlight, the Son of Jesus Christ in your life. Because Christ has called you to an abundant life. He's called you to a life of power and provision, inheritance, adoption, and the enemy would seek to obscure that. But God has given you the formula. He's given you the prescription. uh, the, The redemption is in his word. And so we've been talking about this tonight. Our next scripture is in Psalm 106, verse 7 through 12. And I'll read that. It says, Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through a wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words, and they sang his praise. So here the children of Israel were at being uh, the Red Sea being chased by Pharaoh. They had uh, Pharaoh's army behind them and the Red Sea before them, the walls of the canyon on their left and right, and so they were trapped. And God led them there. Isn't that interesting? Do you think that God is uh, sovereign over the storms in your life? Do you think that uh, he told the disciples to go on to the other side and they got in the boat and there was a storm and they thought that they were going to lose their lives and they saw Jesus walking on the water, that uh, he showed up showing himself to be Lord over the storm that he himself sent them into. So you, you have been sent by God and God wants you to go to the other side. But the problem is that between here and the other side is a storm. There's a mountain, there's a Red Sea. And you've got Pharaoh's army behind you, and so the only way out of this deal is to go forward. So here the children of Israel are at the Red Sea, and uh, it says that they did not understand his wonders in Egypt. What wonders were those? Those were the wonders of the plagues that he struck Pharaoh with. And they remembered not the multitude of his mercies. And so here they are at the Red Sea, and they're not remembering how great God is. They're not remembering in the time of their darkness, in the time of their oppression, they're not remembering how powerful God is, that he is Lord even still. So he says, uh, even though they weren't in a place of faith, he says, nevertheless, he saved them for his mercy's sake, that he might make his power known. And um, so he gave them a freebie. He delivered them irregardless of the fact that they were not in a place of faith. 
And it says, if we believe not yet God abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. For we are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but he loves and nourishes it and cherishes it, even as Christ the church. And so God will give you a freebie. He he will come in uh, like Superman and take you out of the situation or position that you're in. And he can do that. But God wants us to go beyond that. God doesn't want to change our diapers all the time. He wants us to grow up and to be able to potty train ourselves, to train ourselves with God's word to be able to clean up your mess, to be able to speak to the mountains, to be able to speak to Pharaoh, to be able to speak to the Red Sea in front of you, even that oppression, and command it to be parted. And so he saved them for his name's sake. He went ahead and did that and gave them a freebie. And it says he rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up, and he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of his enemies. And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words, and they sang his praise. They believed after God delivered them. They praised God after he parted the Red Sea and drowned his in, their enemies. God wants us to praise him before he parts the Red Sea. He wants us uh, to believe his words before the mountains of oppression are removed out of our life. This is the um, maturity that God desires us to develop. This is the growth. He desires us to walk in and to come into because it's actually uh, a thing of joy to grow up, to progress and to develop. And so God wants us to know this joy of progression, this this joy of development. And I, I thank the Lord for commanding us to go across the Sea of Galilee and him not being there and there being a storm. And he came to the disciples walking on top of what they were afraid of. Because every mountain that's in your life is nothing but a molehill, nothing but an anthill to the Lord. It's just an ant what's a giant to you. And he's able to step on it. He's able to walk on it. And God has given us that same power to be able to speak to our storms, to be able to speak to our mountains. And I'm going to go to that reference in Mark chapter 4, where there's another, there's actually two references in the word for wherein the disciples came to the sea and there was a storm. And uh, in this particular storm, Jesus was there asleep on a pillow and they awaked him out of his sleep and said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he was saying, How come you don't have the word of God in your heart? Where's your sword? You never want to be without your sword. 
And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, Jesus was a man. He wasn't a child. It says that children are tossed to and fro by the winds and the waves of the sea. And God would not have you to be a child. He would not have you to be tossed to and fro, but he would have you to be a man and to speak, to have you speak to your storms, to speak to your mountains, to speak to your pharaohs, to speak to your red seas and command them to be parted, to command them to be crushed and command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? It's time for us to put away childish things and to whine to, to, whine to the Lord and to complain, but to start... Uh, officiating your own deliverance. You have been deputized with the word of God. He's put that pistol on your hip, that sidearm of his word, and that word that spoke the world into existence is powerful, and you've got it. It's even in your mouth. Who will bring Christ down from above, or who who will draw him up from beneath? For where is the word of God? It's even in your mouth that you might speak it, the word of faith. And as you speak, count on your circumstances to line up with the Word of God. And the circumstances may not change, but what may change is what's in your heart. Jesus said, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So God wants you to have his peace. God wants you to have his victory. And sometimes that victory is not always outer on an outward way, but sometimes it's just in an inner way, it's on the inside. And when you got peace like a river on the inside, you don't care what's going on around about you. So God is saying to us, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have not the word of God? in your hearts to speak to the enemy. Well, let's let's speak to our mountains right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we speak to the distraction, Father, that seeks to swallow us whole. We speak to the mountain of oppression, of loneliness, of emptiness, Father. We declare that we have the fullness of God. We declare, Father, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, we rebuke that emptiness. We rebuke that spirit of loneliness and we command it to leave us. We command it to depart. For Jesus, you said you're the vine and we're the branches. And you would have us to be filled with fruit. You've called us to bear forth fruit and to bear it forth abundantly, Lord God. And the only way we can bear forth fruit is if we're in connection to you. And so, Father, we declare we're in connection. We declare that we're not alone that you have never left us nor forsaken us. And that, Father, if you've spoken it, then it's as good as done. For God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he, he should lie. For God is speaking the truth, and your truth, Father God, is over all the power of the enemy. So we just give you praise. We give you thanks, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, O sacred King, we give you the praise.
Father God, the rain of revelation, and you're washing away the roots of bitterness. You're washing away the thorns that seek to spring up as mountains to try and hold us back from entering into the to the waves of the move of God. Father, we thank you that you've called us to be uh, mountain destroyers, that you've put a thunderbolt in our mouth called, called the word of God, and it's there to crack open the boulders in front of us like a fire, like a hammer of power, Father. And uh, it does not have strength upon us. 
And so, Father, I just thank you for Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. It says, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make straight, I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. So I say darkness become light before me. I say uh, paths where I did not know there was a path appear before me away in the wilderness come forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that you make my crooked way straight. These things you will do unto us, Father, not forsake us. Father, we speak to our mountains. We speak to the oppression. We speak to the distractions and that which seeks to, to pull us down and destroy us, Father. We thank you that that is rebuked by the word of God. We cancel it out by your word. And we just give you the thanks and praise that you've called us place of victory, Father. You've called us to a place of, of strength and thanksgiving. And Father, we just declare that we are amazed and we give you praise, Father, for this amazing power and work that you're doing in our lives in Jesus' name. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Patrick Sanders and this is Prayer International Radio. You dance over me while I
you.